Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. We're aware people watch it later. But if you're watching it on the 27th, be aware on the 1st, this coming Sunday, just a few days away, that Dr. Hunter will be preaching here on the soundstage at our safe harbor. If you'd like to come to the soundstage to be here that day, you send us an email, info at rsafeharbor.com, and we'll tell you how to get here. We'd love to have you here. He will also, on that date, be talking about another channel we're starting for his material that he has gathered through the decades in his scholarship. We're very, very excited about that. That will be linked to everything we do because we are friends and we are colleagues. So we'll make that work. He's preaching here not only because we want him to preach here on the first, but because I will be, Lord willing, in the Louisiana State Penitentiary uh, both Saturday and Sunday this coming weekend the 30th of September and the 1st of October. Uh, there will be others from Our Safe Harbor meeting me there that are members in uh, Louisiana and Mississippi. So keep us in prayer as we are there reaching out to the incarcerated on death row and in the various life row camps. So with no further ado, we are back and a little story. Uh, in Mark chapter 4 and verse 30. But welcome again, Rick, and I'm excited about your son this coming Sunday. Oh, man. It's a good Phoenix, a good day. We're going to be talking about grace. Um, not just the... Uh, grace is kind of ubiquitous in that the word is used in many different ways and, yeah. and just everywhere. And so most of the time it has a lot of meaning for some and it has not much for others just because of the way it's out there. Um, but there's a way that God used it, and there's a meaning and purpose behind that. And if we're able to grab a hold of that, th then this grace doesn't function just as a covering to save us, to help us, but it also helps us to get the best life out of us as we move forward. What, what God is really trying to do is allow us to work, I, help us to help him work through us for our best life that we're trying to do. And when we accept grace or when God is covering us with his grace, we're able to get our best life in there and out there. But also, as we're going to see when we get into the message today, as a matter of fact, that, that um, this grace brings the best out of you, but it also brings the best for the people that are around you. And so things ought to start getting better for people when you're around them and you're able to influence them, not influence to force, but influence them and allowing Jesus to speak and the spirit to work. And so that's, that's very important and I uh, love it. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I will be listening Sunday evening after I've left the prison. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but looking, it, it's rather like the word love. Uh, when you're, you're talking about it, it's a ubiquitous word. It's everywhere. But because it's everywhere, it's diluted, mm -hmm. its definition. I, I love my children, I love my wife. Mm -hmm. um, 
I love football and I love ice cream. Great. Yeah, uh, but there are various levels of love. Mm. So we have to let God define it. And grace is one of those things I think that a lot of religious people, including myself, have defined, mm. but done so inadequately. And so I'm looking forward to your bringing this is God means as grace. And here's the effect. You know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But today we are Mark 4:30, And I think you're, you're going to read first. Is that Start correct? Out reading, yeah. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse, verse 30. And, um, and I'm also reading out of the New King James Version. I think you're at, at the NIV. I am. So, so we can, you can follow us and know how we're going. And I think it has a good mix to it. I'm um, hoping and stuff is. like that. All right, at verse number 30. Then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds on earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And alone, he explained all things to his disciples. All right. There, there, there are mystery and questions here. But I would, before I, I'm going to ask you to tell the point to the mustard story seed uh, story, but before we do, I want to illustrate how I missed the point for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.S. Lewis referred to it as chronological arrogance, where we, we want to insist that the Bible was written with the precision that we use in our language and the precision that we use in our science. So when I was a boy, I actually heard menace argue trying to find a way to make the mustard seed the smallest seed on earth. What we need to remember, and you already know, I'm looking at the other people, uh, is that when they used the term on earth, they meant their earth, earth. their known area. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul talked about uh, at that time, the gospel had gone to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, we know it hadn't gotten to Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it hadn't gotten to Malaysia. But that was in his earth. And that does bring into questions whenever you, you look, all right, what are they saying here? You can lose the point of Jesus's story when you try to make it literalistic, scientific, because that's not what he was doing. I, I don't talk to you in legalese. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't talk to my children the way I would talk in a physics class. Um, so again, are there smaller seeds? Absolutely. Did they know him? No, not really. And the same flip side, it becomes the largest of all garden plants or the largest of all herbs. Some versions will call it. What did the King James, New King James call that? Um, it grows and becomes the largest. All herbs. All, all herbs. Um, with such big branches. Are there larger herbs? Yes, but they didn't have them. Does that mean Jesus was ignorant? No. It means Jesus talked to the people who were there. That's the big thing. He's not talking to us like we're biologist, herbologist. He's not talking to us like we're botanist. He's talking to the common people there. And I think that's one of the reasons why later the Bible says the common people heard him heard. gladly. So that said, I'm just bringing up how I missed the point of the story. I'm going to let you take it from there. What's he trying to convey with the mustard seed story? With the, 
coming out of the, the lesson from, from last week and those that um, accepting Christ and walking in Christ, they're going to produce some 30, you know, some all the way That's up right, to a hundredfold yeah. and stuff like that. And I, and I think we had kind of dwelt a little bit on the fact that, um, you know, a hundredfold in, increase was, was literally uh, unknown. Um, just not, not known. And so they, they would have no way to conceive of how that could be. And then, um, and so with that underneath all of this, and then he starts sharing with them what their acceptance as Jesus speaking, what your acceptance of me or what your acceptance of Christ, what this really means right now. When you look at that harvest, this is what you're going to do in this world. Um, and, I, and I'm hoping that we, we're getting it through and encourage people that, that we're, he's not talking just about grains that are raised, although he was concerned about their hunger. Mm -hmm. But he's concerned about the change on the inside of a person that allows us to live the best life here on this earth, the best opportunity to take care of each other, the best opportunity to minister to each other, and the best way to stop hurting each other or frustrating each other or uh, um, putting tenuous situations, maybe mm -hmm. a better way of looking at being a parent or the best way of looking at being a child towards your parent or the best way of looking at a friend to you know, to, to others without damaging yourself in, in life. And so, um, and so that's all coming in. To what shall we like in the kingdom of God? Uh, with what parable shall we picture it? And, and of course, that parable element is still in here. So we got to realize that he's, he's thinking about one thing so that we can understand something else and right. hopefully. And so he's saying that you've got this, this, this little seed. In other words, Christianity is just, just kicking off here. Uh, um, you have the Jewish you know, nation over there, you have all that going. But as far as this world is concerned, this thing is new. Where we're going with this is, is a new direction. And not that we've killed that, but we've branched forward out of it. It did what it needed to do. And now we're, we're moving forward in time. Okay? And so he's telling them about, about the picture of this, look at this. Uh, um, you have, um, you know, a, a mustard seed. Well, as you just explained very well, that um, first, first of all, the uh, mustard, when we look at a tree, we, we're not looking at that and saying it's a tree um, because it doesn't look like a tree. It looks like a huge bush. Right. But, he, but he's saying within itself, uh, and in that part of the country at that time, he's saying that this is going to end up being a really big one so that it, it, it mimics what you see as a tree. And, right. and not just because it's going to grow physically like that, but that's what I'm going to do through you. And then the mustard seed being a very small seed, it was small, as you said, it wasn't the smallest, but it was small. But then the mustard also had a medicinal component to it, mm -hmm. okay, which, which they knew at that time. Yes, they okay? did. So you can't miss that because why he used this analogy, he said, now, now this, this bush is what you're going to in the world. In other words, this, this seed, this word is going to give shelter, this, this big bush, this big tree, give shelter to a lot of people. 
you know, like a bush birds. It's going to give cover. It's going to give nutrition. It's going to give nourishment. So what I'm pouring into you is going to not only nourish and benefit you, but it's going to nourish and benefit those that come into contact with you uh, um, to a significant uh, uh, for, you know, for that day. Uh, and then you had a condiment and um, mustard seed, the, 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 the leafy part could be used for something else. The seed more or less kind of condiment season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and you know that you're, you're salt, you're, you're lying in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so this condiment thing, you see, you can't miss what he said because mustard is really pungent. I mean, so you know it's, and you know it's in food. And, and, it's, and so as a condiment, he's saying you're going to be some flavor. Um, there's going to be some flavor that you bring to a situation, that you bring to life. And our challenge now is that we go through so much, we, we experience so much so fast because television is coming at us, mm -hmm. real life is coming at us, you know, crazy aspects of things. We live in huge buildings where there may be 400, 500, if you're in New York, you know, several hundred, a few thousand mm -hmm. in a building that you're passing by. Life comes at us so fast and a lot of times as something is approaching us, we don't have time to sit back, reflect, think, okay, what's the best was this? Sometimes it's coming so fast, a second, millisecond, it's at you. And there's a reaction. There is a, you know, a thought. There is something that you do. And after, in hindsight, you say, I wish I'd been better. I, I wish I did not do it like that. I wish, <laughs> oh man, I wish I could take that back. You're, read, uh, you're um, reading my mind you, every day. <laughs> you know, I, I wish I could just be this you know, um, we hurt people sometimes. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what I meant. I, you know, and so, and we can't take that stuff back now because somebody loves you. They'll look at you and say, Patrick, I know you having a hard day, <laughs> so we're going to act like that didn't happen, you know, because I love you and we're, we're just going to go on and we'll figure right. this thing out. But then there's other that are just waiting. They're waiting for you to have mm -hmm. one of those meltdowns yeah. or a semi-meltdown or either to look like you're having a meltdown and then what they would do is say, see, I told you, you know, mm -hmm. you're not all that. You're not that good. This God that you serve is not all that. As a matter of fact, I think you may still be like you were, you know, before all of this. And, uh, and that stings and hurts, you know, and in and, and all of this, you know, s Satan is hanging around trying to see where he can make and do the damage of it. But, but that's where he's getting, that is the influence that, that Christ through us is going to have in this world. And and an interesting part is that he's not he's not talking about beating people down in the ground with you better accept Christ and you better change your life and you better do these things. He's not doing that. He's saying just go about your life in me. Go go about doing this thing of me. Just, just go. Right. And as you go. This is going to have some flavoring in this world, and it's going to be big enough for people to get rest there. And if anything, um, we're living in a world that's just too stressed out, too many things that are going on. That's, that's true, and, and I think this helps us give the long view. Um, the mustard seed, when you look at the seed, you do not see the potential for the large bush that birds mm -hmm. can find rest in. Mm -hmm. And I like um, when we started our safe harbor, it was with this phone, uh, which every now and then I'm going to tap just to keep the stopwatch alive so we know how long we've been here. Um, and the tripod 
and some people in, a, in this basement where we were in a basement. It's a magnificent basement, mind you, but it's mm-hmm. a basement. Who knew that you know, our podcasts are now going out to 28 countries that we know of. We've been viewed in 38 countries. We've been viewed in all 50 states, but I think our core is probably a 15 or 20 state area. Grow, because you're going to bring people in. Mm-hmm. But who knew on that rainy Wednesday night that that little seed would grow like this. And I want to talk to those of you that are out there, because some of you write in, and please do, and you will say things such as, all right, we've been watching our safe harbor for a year, two years, since day one, last six months, whatever. And you'll say, but what do we do now? Well, realize that you are mustard seeds. You have to take the long view. When Jesus was talking to them, how big a deal was Jesus? Well, the, I won't spoil. Answer, not a big deal. Because most people hadn't heard of him. Most people had no idea who he was. Most people, if they had heard of him, didn't know whether to believe what people were saying about him or not. This looks like a very inauspicious way to start anything. These men are not ignorant, uh, although they were not considered learned at their day. They ran a business. You know, they weren't stupid people, but they were amateurs at this. They were in and out. You know, some people stopped following Jesus and like, what would happen if you could have shown them a picture of 2,000 years later and the name of Christ is known all over the earth? It would have blown their minds. Mm -hmm. And so take the long view. Don't think about, well, we've been doing this for a year And we've only got one friend watching. That's all you need then. Holy Spirit's in charge of this thing. Give it time. God has the long view. And if you're thinking, but what about all my people that have not heard about Jesus? That's where we always fall back on. Trust God. Trust the plan. It's going to be all right. His love will catch us. But I love this. Taking the longer view. Even planting. I remember... We did a, an experiment when I was in the fourth grade. They said to bring in a pot and they put in bean seeds. And we put it beside mm-hmm. the, the, on, on a ledge by the window. And a couple of days later, there was a little plant stuck up. And I was thinking, that's too soon. When I, without telling the teacher, I reburied it. Later, she found out about that. And she looked at me and she goes, why would you do that? And I said, I thought it was too soon. I knew nothing about farming, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but the opposite way of that is sometimes you've got to plant it and you've got to wait for a while. Oh, wow. You plant potatoes, you've got to trust what's happening under the ground, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so give it time. And then that little, I wasn't even going to do this, but you brought up the medicinal. Um, a lot of folk remedies <laughs> were complete quackery and they'd kill you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them weren't. And mustard is an irritant for one and it does by irritation help your body respond it's it's rather like an immune response but also a cell growth response to where it'll help you close tissue when it's put on the outside and they would use mustard plasters that would burn but it kept out the other infection well it really any barrier would while being and here's the other thing an anti-inflammatory Now, when we study Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. we find that people who have a rich amount of anti-inflammatories in their diet, 
such as curries, uh, anything with turmeric and such, or mustard, real mustard, not the neon yellow stuff in America that you squirt out of a plastic tube. (laughs) But you open it up and there are seeds there. And it smells pungent. Mm. It's anti-inflammatory. Can everybody eat it? No. But those that eat a lot of anti-inflammatories, olive oil is another, and that's not pungent at all, they develop Alzheimer's more slowly than their companions that don't. So mustard was a medicine to them. It also saved food. Because when food starts to go off, and Americans did this all the time, they cover it with mustard. So you can still eat it. But, you know, um, and that's why they use a lot of mustard on the stagecoaches where they would stop at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to eat that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and it's another salt and light, I guess, in that we're to, we are to bring benefit in the here and now. But I would always caution people, think long view. You may not see the benefit, but it may be seen in 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. Give it. Let, you know, give it time for God to do what he's going to do. Is that, um, but I, I do find it rather mysterious. He spoke to others, but only in parables. When he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. And the writer of Mark is probably Mark, John Mark, writing down what Peter says. And I would have liked to have more information there. But when this was written, everybody knew the other information. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's just another plug. Write down your story now, even if everybody knows it, because there'll come a time where they don't know it. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, are, anything else you want me to read the next or what, uh, um, what you next, got? Um, I think one other thing I, I think we probably need to, to really grab a hold of is uh, verse 34. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. Uh, and then, of course, and when they were long, he, he explained it. Uh, um, because wh- when you read that, when you read it as you see it, and I said, well, why would he not speak to them, you know, in, in a parable? I, I, or well, wh- why did he speak to them, you know, in, in parable just that kind of right. way and not, not plainly? You know, wh- why, did, why did that happen? Why, why, did it, why did he go down that route? Uh, um, yeah, I, and it's... It's important because it, because you're going to pick that up a couple of other places yes, in, the, in the gospel, and it seems like it seems like it's saying Jesus is holding back on them. Does it? it, it yeah, it, it feels that way. Okay, he, he's not giving them, and and if that is the case, why isn't he giving them everything he needs? Um, and the re, why? Uh, Mark put this here, and why we see it show up is a part of the grace concept of, of God. Because you remember, as he gives more, then he expects more, okay? Hmm. And so as people move along, you know, those that are dawdling along, you see people walking with their, <laughs> with their kids or, or, you know, with, with somebody. And sometimes when, when that person just isn't coming along at, at the pace, sometimes you just kind of pace yourself off and just kind of look back and make sure they're still following you. you know. um, sometimes, you know, if, if a parent, you see them with their, their children, they slow themselves down mm-hmm. so that the child stays right with them and has their hand. 
you know, that kind of stuff. And then um, other times, and, 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 you know, and this may be colloquialism of, of different ethnicities, but you'll see a parent put their hand on the child's head <laughs> and lead them where, where they want them to, to go, you know, so they have to move mm -hmm. along. And so um, at times this parable thing was out there, um, and use it like he did, so that the full weight of where he's taking them and the full consequence of it does not rest on their shoulders. In other words, God is carrying us even when we feel we're doing our best and we're out front and, you know, and we're sweating and we're going under it. He's still carrying us by saying, if I expose you to more now, you're, you're, you're not going to make it through the end of this day. If I expose more to you about this situation, you're not going to, you know, get to the end of it. So uh, this parable thing was that kind of scenario. Uh, it was a way of covering them. He opens up something kind of. Now, the person who's, who's seeking Jesus, the one who's really going, like the disciples, they're going to help me understand this. Give, give, give me more. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm coming with you. Yeah, I, yeah they're full time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to know. And, and kind of the thing that, that another way to see it is like, um, say you're on a sports team and stuff like that. You know, you have the first string, the second string, the, the third string. Uh, um, when it comes to this Christ thing, I want to be on the first String. I, I don't want to come off the bench unless I have to. You, you understand? Right. Because, because that's my makeup. That's where I want to be. I, I, want to, I want the heat of the day. That's where I want to go. And there's others saying, you know what? I, you, you know, and, and it's not because they're not good people, not a good person, but maybe their life experiences have slowed them down to this. I think mm -hmm. we mentioned before there's some people that have a problem when you speak of... Jesus as king, yes. or you speak of him as father. There, there's, and we know there's challenges there. Mm -hmm. you know? And so you had mentioned, you know, we had mentioned in that, in that, in that study that, you know, God has got this. And he really, see, this parable thing is a way of, of getting you to where you need you to go, but not throwing the full weight of it on you. Because he understands what you're going through. As people have been hurt in different kind of ways and, or, or, or been broken down in different kind of ways. And so this parable thing was a way of still moving them along without accountability for the full weight, you know, going on. But, the, but on the human side of it is that we've, we've got to keep looking at ourselves and saying, how can I get better? How can I be better? How can I be a better person? You know, not, not anything big, but how can I just, because that's the direction that you're going. Gotcha. And, and so, so the parable, him doing this was not designed to, to l not give them what they need. It was indifference to the fact that their frailty of mind and body and spirit, what they've gone through in their life, the way they've been hurt, the way they've been beat up on, or things like that, or either the fact that they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth and, and they couldn't have understand what, what the need for suffering was in the first place. You know, so he, did, he does that kind of thing. That's in mercy to us, not in the fact that he is God and he's not trying to give us all that we need. Okay. What you just said, is the reason we're doing this um, in these conversations. Because if I had taught this passage, I wouldn't have come across that. Perhaps because, um, I, of course, obviously, I don't have degrees in theology that you do. Uh, but also, I was raised that grace was a nebulous kind of thing out there that if you did your best, you might get in. Mm -hmm. you know, um, Therefore, I don't go to grace immediately, and I know you do, and that's one of the great benefits of being your friend, is I get to hear this. So when I, just to let you know, 
when I see this, I think of a couple of other things. I think they're also true. I think your point is more, is more true, uh, but more than one thing can be true at the same time. So uh, if Jesus had spoken as plainly as some people wanted him to speak, I think he would have alerted the authorities too soon. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have gotten his three, three and a half years. Uh, they would have come quickly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they would have come for the followers. Mm-hmm. So he's protecting them. Also, in, in psychology, and I used to do that sort of thing before I went into the neuroscience, we teach stories that we call aha stories. One of the brilliant um, masters of this was Milton Erickson. Uh, he would tell people a story that didn't seem to uh, apply to them at all. And they would wonder what in the world's going on. And a month, two months, six months down the road, something would happen and they'd go, oh. And then they would see what he was saying. It came out because you couldn't get them there day one. Mm-hmm. You, you needed to ease them there. It's the same with therapeutics. Let's say that you were to come in you know, and I'm your, your psychotherapist, I'm your, I'm your psychiatrist, whatever. You come in and you present the problem. Mm-hmm. In my head, I might be able to say, well, I see where the problem is and I see how to fix it. The worst thing I can do to you is to lean in and say, I see where the problem is and I see where to fix it. Because to stay fixed, you have to make that journey. And so a good therapist learns how to steer you with questions and stories to where you realize what they've already seen. Mm -hmm. And once you realize it, it's yours and you own it. And the change can be permanent. And so I think a lot of these things, if he'd spoken plainly, Mm -hmm. he would have drawn fire from the authorities. Mm -hmm. He would have harmed some of them. Absolutely. But he would also scared off a lot of them Mm -hmm. that needed time to percolate because how long would it take us had Jesus not come for us to figure out that this guy was actually God? I mean, frankly, that's going to take a long time for me. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get it by leaning in and saying, I am God. I actually had a guy show up on our front yard once at a place where I was working, dressed like the pictures of Jesus. And he was a white guy with the blonde hair, mm-hmm. like the pictures <laughs> of Jesus. And he was laying out on the, on the lawn with his staff and I come out and I said, can I help you or something? And he even <laughs> talked in King James ease and then told me he was Jesus. And I'm going, I don't think so. Now that actually bothered me for a while. Cause I was thinking if Jesus did show up and then I thought, no, he wouldn't show up like that. Um, just another example, this guy, if he's going to convince me he's Jesus is going to take a few years not a conversation in a robe. You know, so this is, Jesus was being kind, but also, to, you know, I think it's the same way that when he healed people and he said, don't tell anybody. Um, almost always they told somebody, but by that time he'd gotten out of the area. Mm-hmm. He knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that kills the premillennial teaching and not all premillennialists, I can't see that word, teach this, but a lot of them teach Jesus was not expecting the resistance that he found. And so the church is a stopgap. He didn't set up his kingdom. He set up the church for now, kingdom for later. Mm -hmm. I think you and I both uh, believe that the kingdom and the church are one. Mm -hmm. 
um, Jesus knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. As I've often said, the shadow of the cross fell across the cradle. Mm -hmm. He knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I look at it as being, um, Jesus has this thing, God has figured out. Uh, um, um, we're walking through it, being enlightened and, and, and open to that. And so, um, but, but for, to the statement that you made, and, and again, I think um, if, you know, if those that are listening to the, po you know, to the podcast want to go back and look and listen to a couple of others while we were talking, this the terminology of basileia came up, especially used in the gospel when it talked about kingdom uh, um, because it talks about the reign, the, you know, the, the reign of God, you know, and um, his, his, whole, his whole reign. And in some places that word is translated church when it should be translated rain, yes. but it was translated church. And so we, that's where we get off on those tributaries, those little side right. paths, because it wasn't the, the translation was not the best. So as we go forward, and, and, and to the audience, that's why it's best to read, if it's a um, uh, passage that you're really digging into and trying to grind through, read it in some other, you know, some other translations, and especially some of the newer ones that have cleaned up some things. Um, to be able to help, you know, with that, be, because it's important. It was talking about that rain. So his rain was, was always what, what he's going to do, you know, ultimately w is always wrapped up in what he's doing. Where he's taking you is intentional, even, even intentional. if we're, if yes. we're, we, we get <clears throat> off. It's like when we're traveling and we're on the expressway, which everybody has run into and you run up on some traffic and you're on vacation thing and you know and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and as far as you can see ahead mm -hmm. and it's not moving you know and you you know you used to pull out a map uh, uh, and this is where i still think we do need to carry maps from time because you know when you're looking at your your phone and your your, your gps coordinates you're only seeing this little big thing and you got to keep it moving mm -hmm. over seeing your map saying if we can get up about a quarter mile there's a road that gets us off and maybe we can go you know, that way, you know, and the Lord has us off on those side roads all the time. Now, whereas we're seeing a little piece of it, we'll, we'll go down and get back on. You know, I said, no, I'm, I intentionally put you out here because there's something I want to show you, you, you know, that's here. There's something I want you to experience, what I want you to see. Or either he makes that of value to you, uh, which is important. And then one other thing, if I can, before we get back, oh, yeah. um, you, um, when you had mentioned that, that, uh, um, there was concern uh, uh, about his his. I guess we're used to use our vernacular today. You know, Je, you know, Jesus breaking out. You know, and people mm -hmm. coming to know him. And I got to pace this this thing. Yeah. And he also mentions a number of times, my time has not yet come. Exactly. If you remember that, my there time has not yet come, which means he knew uh, what he was doing, which gives credence exactly what you're saying. I'm, I'm not going to go with that. And, and then um, and then something you said about the time of coming. Um, and this is humorous, but it's also dangerously powerful at the same time. <laughs> you remember when Peter, um, you know, when they were coming for Jesus, yeah. you know, and, <laughs> and Peter basically, I'm, I'm not quoting the past, but basically, if, if you were there watching it, this is what you would see. Peter says, I don't think so. Yeah, you, you exactly. Know, you're, you're yeah. Not, you know, I don't think you're getting him <laughs> right now. Pulls out, you know, his spear, cuts, you know, the, the soldier's ear off. Okay, at that point, at that point, Jesus, uh, Peter, for all intents and purposes, is dead. Uh, he's dead meat. He is dead <laughs> yeah. at, at that point. Okay, and so, and Jesus said, hold, hold up, you know, and specifically, Peter, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Okay, 
just much of, what are you, what are you doing? This, this is not what we're supposed to do. And, um, but all the other soldiers and everything else, they must have said, now we got him. I know we got yeah. him, you know, because he put his hand on king's servant. If you touch the king's servant, you've touched the king. And he's not even a Roman citizen. Exactly. Yeah, so so they're going to get him. And so Jesus, he doesn't say it, but again, I, you know, we're just paying for it. He picks up the air, puts it back on, and asks the other soldiers, so call him. Where's the evidence? Yeah. You know, where yeah. is the no evidence? Harm, no harm, no foul. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so that's what God is doing for, for us. And, you know, as he shares or holds or slows some things down coming you know, to, to us, you know, that's, that's tantamount to him putting the ear back on the, on the serve, you mm -hmm. know, on the service, stuff like that. Uh, uh, and, but that's powerful to understand that if Jesus is in the business of doing it, that as, as we move through our situations of life, maybe we ought to think about trying to be that and do that for others. Here you, are. you know what yeah. I'm saying? See, that's, that's the application that comes because everything that we get on the spiritual side, he's wanting us to heal and to help and and a lot of the healing and helping is just like it's just like doing those kind of acts for other people or not going off at a time when I really don't want I, I'm going off because I'm mad you know <laughs> I'm ticked off that's why I'm going not because I think it's the best thing to do in this situation but I want you to know I'm mad okay yeah, this, and that's healing too um, I love the way that you will always bring it back down to grace and then living in grace and then the effect of grace. I love that because it's, it's a voice I need to hear. Yeah. Now, I, we didn't prepare for this, by the way, but you talked about different versions. There are Bible apps where you have tons of versions. And a question I get frequently is, what version should I use? And my response is the same as what you gave, is, and, and that is, you need a few. Um, not to get to heaven, but if you're wrestling over a particular passage, especially when the language is really dense, let's say Job uh, or Ezekiel or any passage like that. I and mean, Paul said some things that are really hard, hard. to translate. Mm -hmm. So he's using the, in, uh, the New King James there. I think the C2 mm -hmm. uh, Bible's there. And I've not asked him about this. So this is how we're going to spend our next three or four minutes. And we're thinking about going to 40 minutes as a, as a base for these, let us know if that's too long or too short. That would be info at rsafeharbor.com. So that said, I, quite frankly, I chose the NIV years ago because that's what was being read by my people. I really liked the redo of the NIV in 2011, where they, they changed the language to mean more what it means for us. In other words, they did more inclusion. So sons and daughters, instead of just sons, even though the Bible says sons, the language back then included the female. Mm -hmm. With us, it didn't. Yeah. So I like that. But I think the NIV does a lousy job of translating flesh versus spirit. And there's that little seed of being born with sin that you can catch through there. Mm -hmm. So while I use it extensively, I also like the New Revised Standard Version. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very accurate and very meticulous. If I want to find a verb and I want to understand the verb, I still go to the new American Standard Version, mm -hmm. not the American Standard Version of 1901. That's a brilliant translation of a terrible text. Mm -hmm. So park that one. But the new American Standard Version translates the verbs with such precision, it's hard to read as your devotion. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, you know, whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth. And there it says, whatever you shall have, you shall have loosed on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need that verb knowledge, but not if you're doing a devotional. And I'm not opposed to people reading a, um, an interpretation of scripture, not a translation mm -hmm. just for devotions, whether it's, you know, good news version or today's English mm -hmm. version or the like, but I've not asked you and you're allowed to disagree with me. What, what would you highly highlight in your Bible app as a, as a reliable go-to or useful go-to? Uh, um, <clears throat> God, you were very clear on this. It, um, basically when you get over on the academic side of study, uh, um, you remember at first it was the, the, the American, you know, um, the American standard, you know, yeah, um, that's what, yeah. and, and then uh, the revised standard, they, they were almost stuck there and thank goodness they have revised those. Yes. those over. And, and so, but the reason was because when you're studying over there, the whole purpose of your study is to get to the nuances, to break the, the, the words down, to break the phrases down, to pull it apart, uh, um, you know, and that's why you have, you know, this um, hermeneutics that, you, you know, that, 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 that in, in the science of interpretation of the Bible. So you're trying to get that thing when you do it because you're writing to bigger audiences, one that you'll never see. And so you've got to get into that text. When you're doing something devotional, you stay, you have to stay a little bit lighter because yes. you're going to cover a whole lot more and you're not trying to dig a person down into a hole to figure out if there's some gold or platinum down there. Um, all you're doing is telling them, oh, there's platinum over there, and then you're off. You know? right. and, and if you want to know how deep it was, you go figure that out. Um, and so I, I, I study multiple um, Bibles. Um, now, now we're not suggesting that you go <laughs> go out and buy. You no, can yeah. buy one of those <clears throat> Bibles that have, um, you know, four or five of them in it if or you want to use it as a study, or yeah, yeah or um, or the apps, and um, and that way you know you have it so that when you want to get another, especially if you've been in a in, in a if you're in or have been in a, a faith tradition where they lean heavily on literal interpretations. Mm -hmm and don't allow you to, to variate from it with a better understanding of it, then you need to read around because many times those, those things are not uh, translated accurate and not interpreted, you know, and the application right. is off, and that's what leads us down those paths and stuff like that. But um, easier easier and, and fluid to read, you, you know, you, things that came out of the, the translation cycle, the King James, and, and luckily they cleaned it up for the, you know, I want not and all those yes. are not there anymore. <laughs> Uh, um, and, and so, you know, there are some, like the, the CEV that's coming out that's mm -hmm. in the line of the translation. You know, find the one and, and then, add, you know, if you want to know particularly, send a question in to the yeah. app. This is what I'm reading on, and we can give, give it more. That makes because sense. I, I don't want to stand in the point of saying, like so many people before, that version is no good. Yeah. That version, what I would say is you don't need to be staying in this one anymore because you have a better translation of it. You right. know, that one is, you know, it's like watching Laurel and Hardy after, <laughs> after we have all this now. You know it's funny, right. but you know. Uh, and, and we've hit our time for today, but I think it was a useful time. And perhaps one of these days we should do a special, maybe on your channel even, or that we post on both channels, uh, on how to answer the King James only people 
and, and why we're not King James only. Mm-hmm. All right? King James only people are our brothers. We love them. We never make fun of anybody. But there's a reason why we're not King James only. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that the, the reasons differ between us. Mm-hmm. But like we said, two things can be true at the same time. Okay. God bless you, brother. Right. And we look forward to seeing you next week.